It is Wednesday, my dudes. On this week's episode of the podcast, Simon and I are reviewing We 3. Now, it's a weird time that we're reading We 3. I don't know when you'll listen to this episode. This is going to be probably way down the line. But when we read this, it's right after we saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, lots of tragic animal stuff, and this was just the perfect timing. There was no no correlation. I had recommended we re- read this before. Due to scheduling co- scheduling conflicts, it happened right after. <laughs> it was perfect <laughs> timing. Um, this is a class not classic story. This is a popular story by Graham Morrison and Frank Wiley, two creators that I really enjoy, way up there on my list of comic book creators. And it's it kind of been uh, in my queue to read. And I've always, and I know how Simon feels about animals. And so this was like, I don't know if Simon would be interested in this, but here we are. It was perfect timing. Yeah. One of those things that if you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, they're then rockets it was basically rockets whole thing it's like <laughs> cybernetically augmented animals and so yeah uh i'm reading this and i'm just coming back from the trauma of that <laughs> if you haven't like... read if you haven't read we three uh, the best way i can explain it is it is a depressing cyborg homeward bound that yeah that's good that's that's pretty much it. Homeward Bound is already sort of an emotional movie, uh, in a feel good way. This goes the opposite way. For most of it, yeah. I want to know what you thought though when when you first saw the cover of We Three. Uh, what were your initial thoughts going into this? Honestly, seeing the cover, I was like, I knew exactly here, what it was going to be. Here we go. I knew what it was about. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, Frank Wiley has that style where it's just a little bit uneasy to look at. Yeah. You know, when I, and I don't, that is not a slight. So before I get any hate mail from saying I, I don't like, I love Frank Wiley's art. When I was younger, I, it, for some reason it didn't mesh with me. But as I got older, I fell in love with it. Very unique and um, you notice it. No matter yeah. what it is, you're like that's that's definitely a quietly piece. Yeah, the only thing I hate about the cover is the way they use embossment on the lead three thing. But other than that, it's sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was definitely a product of the times. I imagine I can't remember what year this came out. Forgive yeah, me. I was, I was clicking. Junji, it kind of so. Just thinking about that. Some of Quietly's pieces kind of reminds me of an Americanized Junji Ito. Ito? Mm. Yeah, for sure. A little bit. Like that uneasy, everything is uneasy. Yeah, for sure. I could definitely see that. Yeah, the <laughs> the embossed dog tag is definitely a choice. Yeah, not good. All right. Anyway. 2005, I came out when I graduated. That's when people were experimenting with fonts. 
Oh man, oh, they're like, man. man, we got Photoshop CS3. Let's get wild. <laughs> We're about to take this to the next level. Let's just jump right in. We three issue number one, written by Grant Morrison. The art and cover were done by Frank Wiley, as I already mentioned. The Incredible Journey meets The Terminator in We 3, a heartbreaking animal adventure like no other. The eagerly awaited reunion of the white hot team of Grant Morrison, who at the time did JLA, New X-Men, and Frank Wiley, The Authority, also New X-Men, We 3 is the most am- is their most ambitious collaboration yet. Why is there question marks randomly through this? Okay. <clears throat> we three is their most ambitious com- collaboration yet. Their own unique attempt to create a Western manga. Uh, I guess that's how they pitched it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, would, I don't think I would have described it as that. Maybe other than mech stuff, and like I said, like just being fucking tragic as hell. Uh, yeah. Spoilers, but <laughs> yeah. It's a wild it's a wild adventure that any reader new or old to comics can enjoy that they should put that in quotation marks. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're the ultimate cyborg assassins. Not Graham Morrison and Frank Wiley. We're actually talking about the characters <laughs> at this point. <laughs> They're the ultimate cyborg assassins armed with missiles, poisonous gas, state of the art computer technology and unbreakable exoskeletons. The government has spent millions to fuse their firepower of a battalion has <laughs> okay here we go the government has spent millions to fuse the firepower of a battalion with the nervous systems of a dog named bandit a cat named tinker and a rabbit named pirate as part of the yeah. program to replace human soldiers with expendable animals the u.s government has transformed three ordinary pets into ultimate killing machines but now those three animals have seized their chance to make a last desperate run for home. They're homeward bound. A run, a run that will turn into a breathless hunt to the death against the might of an entire military slash industrial complex. Prepare for the prepare for adrenaline rushes and flowing tears as the world's deadliest, most misunderstood animals make their spectacular, unforgettable bid for freedom. The longest synopsis to date. That was rough. Um, So, you know, seeing this in the collected edition, as soon as we get to the missing poster, I was like, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. Got to humanize them, man. You got to make them, you got to let you know that they were someone's pet. Yeah. And I do find that as, I find that weird that they would just steal pets. Um, Because you would have You can just go to a shelter and get like, a million pets, but okay. Yeah, adopt, man. Don't buy. Yeah, adopt. Don't shop. <laughs> <laughs> so, the I, I mean, yeah, I know we kind of just go in with what we like, and so that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. What do you like? What you don't like? Let's talk about this first issue, man. Getting into it. Yeah, the first issue. Some of my favorite parts were as crazy as they are. The the vagity of what's actually happening there's no almost no dialogue um in a lot of the first pages and just a lot of horror like we see these things i thought that they were like i thought this was going to be 
by the cover is some kind of huge cybernetic operation, like more than just these three animals. Mm-hmm. And so I thought these were like lobsters or something. I didn't know what the hell they were supposed to be. Um, but we see these things go in and, and destroy some kind of compound. Um, that first spread of that guy getting blown to bits, I've never seen anything like that in comics. Yeah, it's crazy. I, it's weird to say that I thought it was gorgeous, but it's like, it's definitely well done. That's next level, man. I, and I know when I say things like never seen anything done like that in comics, who will actually, I know. I just thought it was great. I didn't, it, it caught me off guard and I was like, man, this is, this is cool looking, even though it's horrific. Well, and it's, it's like, what kind of, you know, what kind of thing did this? Because those bullets, the spread is so close. Yeah. It's like, is this a shotgun or something? I don't know. Some kind of crazy combat shotgun? Nuts. I appreciate that they're not like uh, traditional mechs. At first, I didn't like their designs, but I appreciate that they're not just like uh, like, like Zoids or something traditional yeah. looking, like things that yeah. we've seen so many times before. They're, they kind of look like bugs. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I thought. I thought it was some kind of bug or or like I said lobster I did think mouse at least once yeah Uh, but like you know we get a a reveal of what they actually are and it's so it is very strange that these these exoskeletons are so bulbous compared to the thing that's inside yeah yeah and like you said it's not just those three it's not a giant team. They do have these mice that they've been experimenting on, which is freaking sad. Yeah, the mice gave me, again, Guardians of the Galaxy. I know we were completely different show than the last time we were talking about that. Um, but yeah, the the mice definitely were more of the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 feel that I was like, on the body horror and the screwdriver head. Yes, there's power one. Drill head. Power drill, there's one with a wrench head that you see later. Crazy. This book is depressing. Um, I will say artistically, ooh, top tier. That's one thing that I can say that I really, really enjoyed about this first uh, first issue. It was hard to look at in the aspect of like you kind of feel the pain of these animals. Yeah. And yeah, I really just... appreciate that you don't see the, the actual uh, quote-unquote good guys, humans, even though they're not good, you don't see their faces at all in this first issue. Besides right. the lady. Yeah, besides their handler. Just let me turn it real quick. The way that they... There's some really interesting choices about how this is all organized because, you know, they, they basically explain that they're going to they're going to be moving on with a new version of these animals and that these will need to be destroyed. Um, of course, you know, of course, got a cute dog. Of course, you got to kill it. How are you going to make it an important thing if you don't kill a dog? Yeah, and they, they, they're they talking now, like talking animals too. Yeah, so there's a certain sentience there. So, you know, the doctor that cares about these animals... I guess lets them go. I was a little confused about 
what that meant, you know. Um, the save because, thing, there was like yeah. uh, save locks or whatever. Right. You yeah. know, it was pretty ambiguous. Yeah, I didn't really understand what that was about, but the rest, a lot of this comic is put in these giant, what are they, 24 panel squares, like 24 squares on a page, uh, panels of everything that's going on, and it's a lot of like CCTV footage yeah. of whatever lab facility they're in. I thought that was pretty clever. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty easy to follow. Well, surprisingly, because it's a lot. A lot's going on. Mm-hmm. It is... I'm not quite sure how she... What the change is. Like, why they know that shit's about to go down. You know, the, uh, eventually the animals kind of decide that they're gonna... As in escape. They, they as in the animals, or they as in the people... They as in the animals, because once they're kind of in the lab, mm-hmm. she sets them free. Unless she gives them some kind of thing that makes them aggressive. I don't know. There's another lab technician that comes in that's supposed to destroy him, I guess. And yeah, there's, there's, I think she, they listen to the, the guy. They hear the military guy saying that they're decommissioned. Yeah. And then, which the rabbit, rabbits are all so annoying. <laughs> you're, you're a rabbit fan out there, sorry. But I think they just realized, like, uh, this is not good. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I'm, with, I'm with you. It doesn't really do a, a good job explaining it, but it is sort of like just the panels. And I think yeah. she's supposed to like lock it up. It's, it's something with like her the her routine of like locking the system, locking them in, but she doesn't do it. So it's sort of like leaving the cage unlocked. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you guys can leave. You're free to leave. Yeah. Yeah, the aggression though is weird. But I don't to, know. To finally see when we it was interesting to finally see the mech suits in all their glory in this spread. It seemed kind of random, but very strangely put together. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of something that honestly, that, uh, like a Rob Liefeld would do. Is that a comment on the feet? Being... <laughs> the feet and like just the shape of like the arms and hands. A very cone-like. He did a lot of that back in the day. Mm-hmm. And yes, the feet. What didn't you like about this issue, man? Uh, really, the the main things that I that I wasn't a huge fan of is just like motivation-wise. Like you said, I know that the animals heard, but they're supposed to be obedient, so I don't really understand. But yeah. maybe they have memories of something. I don't know. Um, the rabbit doesn't. Dog mine. Uh, or still. This I there wasn't a lot. I mean, I didn't right now I just didn't want to deal with any more animal trauma. <laughs> honestly, that's the only thing. Oh. Other than that, I thought it was I thought it was fine. I think it's interesting. Uh yeah. And I want to see yeah. where it goes. It's uh it's a fresh 
It's a fresh story idea. No, I wouldn't even say that. I would say that it was interesting for sure. Well, maybe in 2005 it was. Yeah, yeah, right. It was interesting for sure. I was into it. I I had read it back in 2005, so it's been a while. It was interesting to, it was cool to revisit it and more as a mature adult. Not not more mature than it was in (laughs) in 2005. (laughs) I still don't know if I, I appreciate that the mech suits are different. I don't know if I like them. Yeah, I don't know if I do either. That's the thing. So, do you have a favorite animal out of the three? Uh, honestly, I kind of like the cat the most because she just doesn't give a shit. Um, yeah, the cat's the coolest for sure. Yeah. yeah I'm right a now. cat person. <laughs> All right, man, take it away. Issue, issue number two. Way three, number two. A cyborg dog, cat, and rabbit tear through everything the military turns against them, only to come face-to-face with a teeming wave of frenzied cyber-enhanced rats. And in a bloody battle, already filled with considerable cost, the three will make an unforgivable mistake of fatal consequence. Yeah, that's, uh, this is where, quietly, it was like, y'all, I've been playing it safe with X-Men. I'm gonna get it crazy. Goodness. So, there's so much. Yeah, from the initial, like, they're running away and all these rabbit, colony of rabbits, which that's, I don't really think that's how rabbits really live, uh, get, get blown apart because the military's chasing after him. Yeah, that was and a then lot. The, the three and the, our three heroes go on the offensive, and it's just like uh, the detailed choices, the things to highlight were so interesting, uh, and it was a lot. Like, you... In some panels, we see teeth get grinded and teeth get pulled out. And I mean, it's just a lot. Fingernails getting split. So many random. Yeah, the claws from the cat just going through people. Yeah, that's really a lot. Oh, going through eyeballs, which is just always great. It was a lot. Cool. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. You don't see a lot of the rabbit here. It's almost like the rabbit was recon or something, but <clears throat> the It does have those cool little bud bombs that he drops yeah, out. Yeah, shits out explosives. I would say like the action sequences are great. They are a lot, but watching these creatures just tear through the people, it's like why would you get rid of them? Yeah. Like I get that you're upgrading to a new thing, but why would you get rid of these things that are clearly efficient? Yeah, they're also animals, so I mean, they're not going to live forever. Yeah. Um, the Some of the panel setups, let's just talk about that, you know, with these spreads, with the little panels, with detail work, and then, you know, this one really crazy setup with, like, almost windows with the cat was wild and pretty awesome i've never seen anything like that before yeah that is freaking great yeah a lot of the like i said a lot of the action sequences a lot of the the panel setups are freaking great even to this day this is better than some of the stuff we see now mm-hmm. so they're this whole time they're interrogating the scientists it which is. is a big deal because she's the only one that they'll listen to. Well, 
but um it, basically there's the the other scientist is like we're doomed <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. figure it out like we're dead maybe the rats will work they sick the rats yeah, some, on there they use they're using these rats to build machinery they're not even really attack rats uh, they when they go to attack them some of them look normal but some of them have tool heads which is just sad man it's just sad to see yeah and it's like they're not trying to be there they're just there man and as sweet as our dog hero is he's not not brutal yeah and he also like looks crazy that's not a very cute dog no he's a scruff um yeah and I was a little lost on what exactly happened I guess the Oh, yeah, the rabbit is, like, trying to defeat these things. The train comes, and that's the big mistake, is that this train, like, derails and blows off the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rabbit <laughs> drops the bombs on the track. And they see, fall in the water. Yeah, seeing the dog try to help, man, and <laughs> seeing the reveal of what's happening. Golly, Frank, chill out. Yeah, Why? Yeah, Frank and Graham Morrison, they really were like, you know what? Why not? Yeah, why not? That guy's ripped in half. Because why? Makes, makes sense. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm I'm flipping through it. I didn't well, read it this week. That's all right. the the main The main main thing that happens in this issue is um, they find people. They get out to like regular ass people and. Obviously, there's some country dude that was like living life, man, out hunting or it's whatever. It's a UFO. Pulls out a gun and shoots a rabbit right in the head. Um, and then yeah. they go on the defensive. They kill the dude's dog. They kill the dude. They don't kill the little kid. That freaking cat is the best. Like a yeah. ninja. <clears throat> but what's really crazy is like the rabbit's not dead. He's wired up so much that it doesn't kill him and just kind of screws up his speech centers or something. Yeah, yeah. He's still he's just talking in a robot. And then they get to reveal that they they have another animal, Wii Four. Nintendo Wii Four. Yes. And it's this mastiff, which is this just giant, crazy looking robot. I don't know why you would still use a dog. Use a gorilla. Why would you use yeah. a dog? Yeah, but it's a giant. And and Frank, quietly, you know, like you said, you've got these weird curvature, like, mechs, but the faces, especially this Mastiff, like, dude, yeah. it's really accurate. It's really... Yeah, uh, that dude can draw, man. Yeah. They can draw. That dude, that dude can draw a dog. And yeah. that's really... That's it for this issue. It was... It's a lot, and... There's a lot of tragic stuff that happened to the animals in this. Um, yeah, I don't know the... that I don't like. Um, it's very fast-paced and short. I don't know if they if it meant to be more than three issues. I don't think so. Man, I'm glad it wasn't, to be honest. Because Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very short, quick. I, I really appreciate that about this. So, I don't know. The art's still good. The action sequences are great. Sorry's sad, but we knew it was going to be sad, so it's checking all my boxes. What about you, man? Yeah, I mean, 
it is good. It's just heavy. <laughs> For sure. Uh, let's talk about issue number three now that we've got our big reveal of the giant Mastiff Hound. We three, issue number three, sick, wounded, and hunted by soldiers and the terrifying We four. I made that up. I didn't realize it was We four. Yeah. Look at that. Call me Graham Morrison. <laughs> we four cyborgs. Was there more than one? Uh, I, I, they say that there's like an army of them. Mm, that's terrifying. It's the end of the line for Bandit, Tinker, and Pirate as they bid, as their bid for freedom comes to a bitter, bloody conclusion. Who will live and who will die in the brutal, unforgettable finale? Uh, we get Hobo Bill in this. He looks, he looks like a friendly guy, and he, yeah. he is. I'm glad. Yeah, me too. I'm glad uh, it's not like Mike, like Mark Millar, where it's just like all grunge and all crap. Everybody sucks. <laughs> right. Yeah, just be depressed. Yeah. So this guy is sweet, and it's cool to see them like catch a break. But they can't eat food, though, right? Their bodies are shutting down because they're not getting they're- the treatment, I guess, that they're supposed to be getting. Well, yeah, and they never really explain what it is. She says they take some kind of medicine, and, and they do say, like, the the rabbit talks about eating greens or grass or something. So they, I yeah. think they can eat food. But I would imagine it's something that helps with having a cybernetic thing implanted in your brain. I always All think the about... foreign objects, yeah, like inside yeah. your body. I always think about that with Rocket. You know, you see him with all these, like, things on him. How do you not have an infection? Um, Yeah. So I imagine that's what the deal is. But the cat, I think, does throw up, and probably because it's already sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably can't process the food because, again, it's like it when people in real life, their body rejects, you know, when you get a transplant, you have to take medicine so your body doesn't reject that new body part. Happens all the time. And mm-hmm. so they're not getting that medicine, so they're dying, essentially. I, I, I thought it was weird that the police and military just let this hobo walk out of this alley like, hmm, all right, you're good to go, hobo. Yeah, I don't, I was kind of curious where he was in perspective to the, in respect to the animals, like, because they did, they questioned him. They were like, you know something? He's like, maybe I do, pig. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, you detain somebody. Yeah. Watching the rabbit get killed again was like, all right, man. You couldn't have died in the sleep. Yeah. But at least he went out on Yeah, he pooped out one last pe- pebble and uh, made it count. Kind of. Didn't really do anything. Yeah. I mean, the dog tries to save, but. It was sad to see the the rabbit get bit up like that. We finally, the dog finally learns his name, his bandit, and so it's coming full circle. We knew what was going to happen next. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, with the lady. Probably the only one that could have saved him. I thought was she was going to give him medicine or give them medication because she. I was so confused on what was happening with the syringes in the first part of it, but 
I think uh, that was the put him down medicine. Yeah. But seeing them go against this big mastiff and, and they kind of explain like they work as a team. They know how to work as a team. That was cool. Yeah, it's kind of their superpower. They messed this massive hound up for it to be the big badass. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and he, yeah, he takes a lot of damage, but he also gets messed up, man. And they they save they he finally does something. He saves uh saves a police officer from getting eaten by the mastiff, which is a big deal. And so they have to kill the mastiff. That was pretty but then we get a, a happy ending, right? Kind of. I, I mean, think, they look rough. The dog looks I think, rough. I think the the head scientist realizes, like, this is a messed up situation. Yeah. And he's eventually going to do the right thing. But, yeah, you they do look really, really rough. I think what I did like and you don't really realize he says like my leg coat is broken you know and at that point I was like oh he's still a dog underneath it's not just a head attached to the cybernetic mm-hmm. so that made me feel a little bit better about the whole thing because I thought they were at the end it was just going to be like yeah he's going to have a dog head in his life <laughs> yeah but, but it, it ends they you know spoiler alert they have a new home and um Less of their cockroach robot bodies. Yeah, and so that I was a little confused on because the scientist, like, how did they get all that shit removed? This hobos, man, hobo magic. I guess the boots are resourceful, dude. I guess so, man. Where do you get the medicine? Hobos don't take medicine, dude. I don't know, man. It's crazy. They're resilient. You ever met a hobo before? <laughs> They're resilient. All the time, dude. This book was a slog. Only because it was sad. Yeah. But it was good at the end. Of, you know, I mean, it really was pretty happy ending, except for that rabbit. But rabbits have yeah. short lives anyway, I guess. Let's talk about it overall, man. What did you think about this book, man? I know... If you can separate your guardian's feelings. <laughs> I did like it. Um, it was just a little brutal. Honestly, I mean, in any situation, it was pretty like just being gross to be gross in some ways. A lot of it was on uh, the shock value. I think this was around the time that, you know, Ultimates was doing well. Not saying that it was influenced by that or this, anything like that. Because New X-Men yeah, was, right. was kind of, New X-Men was kind of rougher the rougher version of the X-Men authority. Like, it, it, the shock value of, like, oh, comic books can be for adults. Was oh, like, yeah. Becomes, was becoming popular. Oh, adults yeah. have money. And so it was a lot of that. It was good. Short, quick read. It's depressing. Yeah, depressing. So if you're going to read it, yeah. don't care about animals, I guess. Try to take a break in between each issue. <laughs> or just get through it real quick. Yeah, that's one thing I'll say is that the, the shortness of it is nice. It wasn't yeah. nothing too crazy. Or if you ate animals, this book might be perfect for you. You might you love stop, it. 
you know, just stop at issue two where it seems <laughs> like, or right before the end, and you'll be happy. Well, I think we've been talking about the art the whole time, but how did you think Frank Wiley did overall? I mean, it was good. It looks of its time. I will say that. Like, it looks yeah. like a late or like mid 2000s book. I don't know why. And I don't know how better to describe that, but it just looks like that style. I agree. I think that style was popular then. Again, with that age of edginess, Frank Wiley was real popular. He was on a lot of books back then. You kind of had a uh, Brian Hitch who did the Ultimates. He was doing right. a lot of books back then. I'm not a huge Brian Hitch fan, but really popular in that era of comic books. Yeah, yeah. The Brian Hitch days, uh, especially on the Ultimates. Yeah, I was. I like that a lot. Yeah, uh, then. Yeah, yeah. So Frank Wiley did his thing. The details that this man could do out of this world. Didn't know you could illustrate that detailed things that don't exist. Cat blades going through people's eyes and figuring out. Wild, man. Wild imagination this creepy dude has. Yes. And I mean that in, as a compliment. In my creepiest complimentary way. Yeah. All right, let's grade this thing, man. Let's uh, let's get to grading. I should have had a full dub, sorry. I'll go first while you're working this on that. It's going to be fun to... <clears throat> Uh, I'm going to go with an H4. Um, it's a little burnt. And to me, that's really just because the horror aspect of it is overdone. You know, the <laughs> grotesque nature yep. is overdone. But as far as the book itself, I, I think that it's, you know, there's a story to be told there. And there is yep. a fairly happy ending, so... Yeah, for similar reasons, I'm going to go with an I, too. I liked it. It's a relatively original story. You don't really get, especially of the time, you really don't get a lot of those. It's always like robots fighting robots or superheroes or things like that. It's sad. But, I mean, I think it was intentional. I read Uh it's marketed as um, Western manga. I still don't get that vibe, even going back through it just now. Yeah. But like you said, it's got some of that body horror, some of that depressingness that some manga has. Well, maybe. If that's the mark they're going for, though, I don't know if they hit that mark. Yeah, uh, I don't see that. I think during that period of time, I remember things like, oh, what was that, Elaine... Um, there was an anime Cyber Girl Lane or some shit like that that was like ultimately like really really depressing and mm. like don't watch it it's bad for your health yeah was, uh, I'm gonna look up Cyber Girl and that's not gonna show that's not no it's not it's not it's something Lane though and I can't remember what it is um, but it, it just reminds me of those like really depressing anime that were coming out at the time uh, that were just which now it's even worse I feel like anime has taken a turn for like serial experiments lane um I feel like now shit has gotten even more depressing on the anime side yeah Uh, just killing off characters right and left who cares kill them 
you know. Oh, no, I've never seen this, but it looks creepy. Yeah, it is. I remember there was one episode that had a gray alien, and I was like, why am I watching this so late? <laughs> That's it, guys. We enjoyed it. I would love to hear your thoughts on We 3. If you have read it recently, like me, it was a reread, still as depressing. Or if it's your first time, I'd like to know what you think. Sam, where can the people find you currently? And you know what? They might not be able to find it when this, when this episode airs. You might not exist on the internet then. Oh, it's like, am I dead? Um, <laughs> you can find me at Sime underscore on underscore toast. Um, and you can go to my link tree on my uh, Instagram page. You can look at my portfolio there. Um, and yeah, that's really it. Hell yeah. And we are Wednesday Pool. Everywhere else, go and uh, hit us up. We'd love to talk to you. Bye.